as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Milk, meat, and madness. Milk, meat, and madness. God's family displays two types of representatives. Those who typify the carnal tend to struggle with sin and self, while the other spiritual is strengthened and led by God's spirit. One has the mind of Christ. The other one has the mind of the world. One reflects peace, patience, and power, while the other reflects personal pursuits and problems. Paul the Apostle has just contrasted in the previous chapter the wisdom of God and the wisdom of the world. Two different appetites, two different attitudes. One is detrimental to the growth process. The other is confirmed by discernment. One is glitter, the other is God's glory. And when we understand this text, it explains why we do not theologically believe in lordship salvation. I want to be careful with this because Jesus is Lord. The word Lord is kurios. He's Lord. He's ruler. He's creator. He's sustainer. He's Lord. He's also Savior to those that are saved. But him being Lord does not make him your Lord. Or my Lord. When he is Lord, you do not have a will of your own. He moves by his spirit through your life. He rules. You're obedient to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You don't walk by feelings, you walk by faith. And I told you before, if you want to be blessed, a blessed Christian, there are at least three things that you must do to receive the blessings of God. You must learn first to love unconditionally others. All right. You must love. You must. Secondly, you must give. God loves a cheerful giver. 
And then third, you must learn how to forgive. That when people step on your feet, you can immediately forgive them. As Christ has forgiven you. If you're struggling with any of those three things, I can tell you right now, you're not fully blessed. And God is not Lord of your lives. When we look at this text, this text is loaded and it needs to be exegeted and not isogeted. It needs to be exegeted. And what makes this ministry, amen, growth worthy is that we are biblicists. We have you open the Bible and we have you look at the verses and we preach contextually what thus saith the Lord. Amen. This is not an opinion. It's not something we made up in a Saturday night special. This is the unadulterated word of God. One of the interesting things here is that we pay attention to the grammatics and you guys are very insightful, intelligent. You know, in English, there are um, eight parts of speech and, you know, we start out with noun, pronoun, verb, adverb, adjective, preposition, conjunction, pre uh, you know, and, and, and when we finish, we, we understand these, how these words fit the text. So, the third chapter starts off with a conjunction, and, which means that we can't start there. There's something else that Paul was leaning on before he started this third chapter. By the way, in the original manuscripts, the Bible was not broken down into chapters and verses. It was a continuous text. But when it says, and... We go back up to the 16th verse of the previous chapter. Look what Paul says, for who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we, pneumaticos, we that are spiritually saved, we have the mind of Christ. Now let, let, me, let, me, let me stop and park here because what Paul is saying is, we that are spiritual, we live by the mind of Christ. Well, what is the mind of Christ? Well, Philippians 2 says, and we call it the kenosis passage, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form, morphe, of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took on the form of a servant and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. All right. And the first thing that Philippians 2 tells us is that this mind of Christ is a mind which Jesus determined beforehand that he would empty out his rights. Let me stop. It's called kenosis, the emptying. When it says he made himself of no reputation, that is, he did not demand his prerogatives as God. He had the ability to empty out all of his rights. Mm. 
while going to the cross, he, he, he had told people around him, he said, listen, I, I don't have to go to, all I have to say is come. And 12 legions of angels will come and turn earth out. Are you praying with me? Yeah, yeah, that, that the ability for the spiritual person to empty out their rights is major. And I'm pausing purposely because when we empty out our rights, what causes us to fuss and argue with other folk? Are we trying to defend our rights? I got the right to open my mouth. I got the right to get up in your face. I got the right to disagree with you. But if you got the mind of Christ, I'm preaching already. You, you, you have the innate ability through the power of the Holy Spirit to empty out your rights. It's not easy. How many of y'all know it's not easy? It's not easy. Not easy. You know, somebody get in your face and the flesh kicks in, doesn't it? You say, well, while Ken is playing, you're up here doing this. Some of y'all start crying. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You get out in that parking lot and somebody say something. What? You, you, you just, you just, almost like you kick in. Lord, have mercy. Jesus. But he had the ability to empty out his rights. But secondly, he had the ability to take on the form of an indentured slave. Make himself a slave. To serve others. The word deacon and minister come from a group of a, a, a root in the Greek, diagonos, which means to serve. The pastor, preachers, and deacons are not here to be served. We're here to serve. And in the economy of God, the higher you go up the ladder, the more humble you are to serve. People that want to be served should not be in leadership. I'm preaching up in this place now. We, we ought to be serving you. Because service is an indicator that Christ is in control. I think he said, but we have the emptying capability, the enslaving capability, the exhorting capability. We have the ability, like John the Baptist says, we must decrease and he must increase. I'm not important in this equation. I need to give up the rights to self and let somebody else get in front of me. I'm preaching already. So, so when Paul says, but we, pneumaticos, pneuma, which we get our word pneumonia from, which means breath, spirit. God breathed on Adam the breath of life. And he became a living soul. Yeah. So when we, when we begin to look at this, 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 this verse, but we have the mind of Christ, and we got to grow to that, don't we? Don't we have to grow to the place to let others get in front of you? 
I'm so embarrassed. There have been times in my, in my saved life. You ever been in a long line and somebody just come out and cut in? You ever been there? Do we say praise the Lord, how are you? Do, do we? Do we? Do we say Jesus is Lord? <laughs> um, my God, leave that one alone. Um, the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ. So what Paul begins to do in this text is Paul begins to use metaphorically a digestive system to teach truth. And in your hearing was read Hebrews 5, 12 to 14, which I'm going to allude to, but not turn there for the sake of time. He says, I have fed you with milk, verse 2, and not with meat. Now, what Paul is defining is not a sweet little baby. What Paul is defining in this text is a babe, a baby that is under retardation. I expect a baby six months, eight months, nine months, a year to speak like this. Da da. Da da. He's trying to formulate words. Da da. I don't expect teenagers and adults to come to church talking about da da. Da da. Some of us have been in church all of our lives and we still saying da da. Da da. It, it, is, it is a sign of retardation in this text. He said, I wanted to speak to you. Pneumaticos as spiritual. But I end up speaking to you as carnal. Sarkikos is somebody that's saved but living like the world. Now watch this now because this is interesting language. There are three people that's going to emerge and we, we saw the, the one in chapter 2 verse 14 but the natural man Sarks, the total fleshly man that does not know God. That to him, faith is foolishness. He's now entering two other individuals that are saved. You don't expect a babe to eat steak. Their digestive system can't handle it, and they don't have any teeth in their mouth. Can I get a witness? Look at this metaphor. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither are you now able to bear it. I cannot share with you the deeper things of God. You can't handle it. No, 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 no. Watch this now. This thing. A lot of Christians are miserable. Let me tell you why you're miserable. <laughs> because you've got too much of the Lord in you to enjoy the world. And you've got too much of the world in you to enjoy the Lord. All 
so you're miserable. Let me say that again. Too much of the Lord has been deposited in you to enjoy that world. You can't enjoy it. I, see, see, listen, your pastor has been there, done that. Listen, cabarets, parties, you know, uh, you know, you know, getting high, running the streets, women, da-da-da-da, did it all. I can never go back to that life. I have no desire for that diet because too much of the word has been placed in me. Do I have a witness? Oh, I'm preaching now. When you can leave the church and enjoy the world, it is a sign that not only are you retarded and you a babe, but you got too much of the Lord in you to enjoy the world, too much of the world in you to enjoy the Lord. So you can't enjoy neither. What does it mean to enjoy the Lord? You walk by faith. You apply that word, you wait on him, you're strengthening him. And, 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 and these attitudes, Lord have mercy. These, these, one, of the, one of the things that happened in my life as God was drawing me out of the world was I started losing desire. Can we talk about desires? I started losing desires for certain things because my diet had changed. Y'all ain't praying with me. See, if you never had meat, you can't miss me. Am I preaching to somebody up in here? But once you've tasted a nice medium rare steak from a five star steakhouse, you can cut it with a spoon. I know some of y'all don't eat meat. That's your problem. You ain't living no longer, but look at this. Let me, let me, let me, let me get this straight. But child of God, when you, those juices, man, and the protein, and the, you know, now, now, now they've come out with something, Reverend Green, because Green loves salmon, and now they say too much omega-3 causes cancer. So you might as well go back to fried chicken, brother. <laughs> you know, you know so, so, so the whole thing is, you know, in the name of Jesus, he's taking fish pills in the morning. Every time we go on travel, I know his meal. We had a spaghetti factory. We, we had a steakhouse. We, we had uh, salmon, 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 salmon. And that stuff stinks, by the way. Hey, you know, hey, listen, just salmon, 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 salmon. I just say, Green, eat something else, Doc. You know, order some pig feet and chitlins or something, man. Eat, eat, something, eat something else. But, but check it out, check it out. Green, green, green's my heart. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, I fed you with milk and not with meat. Now, Hebrews 5 says, Milk are for those who cannot discern truth Amen. by a lack of usage. They keep using this word usage, which is interesting. What differentiates the carnal from the spiritual Christian? Listen to this. This is impactful. This is profound. The carnal Christian, according to Hebrews 5, 
gets caught up in what Jesus did for them. Foundational things. He died for your sins. He was buried and he rose again. That, that's about as far as you can go. All right. Spiritual Christians, they've moved on to perfection. They don't just get caught up in what Jesus did. They're caught up in what Jesus is doing right now from his high priestly position with an eschatological view towards the future. They're saying, I, Lord, I thank you for dying for me, but God, I'm more excited that you are at the right hand side of God. I'm more excited that you got plans for my life. I'm more excited that everything is working together for the good. I'm, I'm, I'm more excited that no weapon formed against me shall I'm, I'm excited that you're with me every morning I get up and every night I go to bed and you're with my children and I live by faith and not by sight and weeping may endure for a night but joy will come in the morning. The Lord is my light. And I start speaking to myself. I start encouraging myself. I start a praise session unto myself because of who he is. I don't need an organ. I don't need a choir. I don't need a church. Thank God for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. I don't get up in the morning and just get excited about him dying on the cross. In fact, I got a cross around my neck. It's not a crucifix because he ain't on the cross. Can I get a witness? He died on the cross. They took him down from the cross. They put him in a tomb. But I his hands and I'm living by that power that dunamis I'm living by that kratos I'm living by the power of his resurrection are y'all praying with me so when I got a habit and I do have habits when I got historical fractures when I got stuff going on in my life I'm preaching now yeah with my addictive personality. That's like a magnet to everything that's no good for me. I need power for God to break the shackles off my hands. I need power to think right. I need power to walk right. I need power to talk right. Can I get a witness? When temptations come my way, I don't have the power to walk away. Can I get a witness? But greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He gives me a super abounding power. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your power. Thank you for the power to walk away from sin. Sins that I like. Can you confess this morning? There are some sins you like. Can you, are you bold enough to say, 
There are some sins you like to get back into, but God, I say, but God, he's rich in mercy. And when I'm laying there making excuses, stewing in my mess, Jesus comes along and says, take up your bed and walk. Can I get a witness? You don't need no help to no pool. You don't need to wait on no angel to put you in the water. Just take up. I feel like preaching now. Take up. Take up your bed and walk. I've given you authority to walk away from that thing you love. I've given you authority to walk away from that magnet that keeps drawing you. He gives you power, power, power. Uh, the problem with the justice system, look at verse 3. For you are yet carnal. He's He's dealt with the digestive system. He's dealt, now he's dealing with the defects. For ye are yet carnal for whereas. Here's proof that you're still carnal. There's envying among you. Now, now, let me stop. Oh, God. What I'm about to say applies to all of us. When I keep coming out of myself, having problems with you, it's an indicator that something is defective in me. Listen, listen to that. See, we're broken creatures. Well, you know, I, she thinks she cute. Well, you do too. That's why you said it. In fact, she is cute. She's pretty. So what you getting all set about? No, baby, just go and get some Maybelline and hook yourself up in the name of Jesus. In this church, we don't preach against makeup. Please make yourself up in the name of Jesus. You don't wear makeup, you ain't holy. You full of holes. Make, make yourself up, baby. It's all right. Put some lipstick on. Help me out, Holy Ghost. Can I get a witness? You got men in this church wear girdles. Pull it on in. It's all right. Whatever works for you. Hook it up. I'm losing weight, aren't I? <laughs> Check it out. He deals with this thing of envy. We ought not to envy anybody. We ought not complain. We ought to compliment. The way you know you don't have a defect inside of you is when your brother or sister gets blessed, 
you bless them. Oh, this one's tight. Well, I, I just bought a new home, and your response ought to be, praise the name of Jesus. And let me tell you why you want to praise somebody else's blessing, because God is listening. And God will give you a blessing if your attitude is right. Can I get a witness? Well, I just got a new car. Praise the Lord. You, you don't sit there and envy the person. Are you getting this? You, 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 don't, you don't envy. He says where there's envying, where there's strife, that's a bunch of confusion. And you know we can produce some confusion. Huh? And divisions are ye not carnal and walk as men. My God, right there in the text. And then he goes into this personality thing. Paul, Apollos, are ye not carnal? Even when you're willing to split between two types of teachers, Paul calls that carnality. Are you getting this? See, see here's the thing about this digestive system about milk and meat. I, I used to watch, growing up in South Philly, I used to watch, we, we'd be out there in the street or at a, at, at a playground or something, and they said, all right, we're going to run some ball, man. So two guys said, well, we captains. We're going to pick. And they go like this, all right, man, I'm first. I pick you. You on my team. All right, thanks, man. And he go, oh, he'll pass you. I pick you. I pick you. I pick you. Now, the people he's picking are the people he know can ball. You can't ball. So here's what happens. After they pick their teams, and I've seen this. God said, y'all ain't pick me? No. Well, give me my ball. I'm going home. <laughs> you, you, you won't play no ball. Do you know that's how elementary we think? Because you didn't get picked. You're willing to take the ball that everybody's playing with and go home. Now, how self-centered is that? Can I get a witness? Well, can I be president of the Do-Right Club? No vice president. That ain't good enough. I've been here longer than her. What that got to do with it? Fact of the matter is, is that Paul deals with this digestive system of milk and meat. And babies are funny, man. Babies are funny. You know, you play with a baby. And, and when they get a year, when they, you know why they call them terrible twos? Because they're terrible. No, this is my toy. No. And you got you to you break the will, but not the spirit. Come on, y'all been there. Can I get a witness? No. Um, man, man, the woman was riding down the road, and their son was in the back, and they told him to sit down. He said, no. And he said, sit down, or we're going to beat you. And he sat down and did like just fold his arms. In the baby's mind, he was still standing up. Getting this? And that's, and Ken, I know you get this. I know you get it. Can I sing a solo? No. But why you let her sing? And I want you to be truthful, because she sing better than you. That, that's, that's what you say, brother. Don't, don't, don't pull no punches. Don't pull no punches. This is not equal opportunity. If you can't sing, we ain't letting you, we ain't letting you sing. That's it. That, that's it. Get another profession, usher. You won't have to open your mouth. But check this out. This is tight, isn't it? 
See, if we just be honest, can, can you be honest? Just tell them, you, baby, you ain't got it. You can't hit the note. You can't hold the note. Bless it, oh, church. Oh, no, 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 no. Can't do it, baby. Not up in this church. Pastor will kill me if I put you up. Jesus. And Ken, if you don't want to tell him, give me the phone and I'll tell him. He deals. <laughs> Somebody said the truth will set you free, won't it? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh. I was playing basketball in South Philly near the projects one day. This was years and years ago. And them young boys over there, they getting high and they, all right, old man, you ready to run some ball? I said, yeah. So I went up to this boy, he about five, six, five, seven. I said, boy, I'm going to make you eat this ball. You, you come up to court, I'm going to smack this thing. I was trying to intimidate him. You know I'm all big. He looked at me, he said, oh man, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> he came up the court, that ball five, seven, five, eight, and did a tomahawk dunk and looked at me and said, see you later, old man. <laughs> and I did like this. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, know, you know, the fact of the matter is that Paul, Paul, Paul deals with this milk and meat. Now, it goes further than what you're able to interpret. It goes back to your life. If I'm constantly on milk, the elementary things of the spirit, I can't live a sustaining life without Satan blowing me away. Amen. Are you getting this? Because the way Satan deals, he deals with, okay, uh, let me assign to him a kindergarten demon. Amen. So I've grown beyond the kindergarten demon, so now he got to go to the first grade. Can I get a witness? But if I stay at the kindergarten level, he just tosses me to and fro all over the place. There's no spiritual stability in my life because I'm half world and half Christ. Are you getting this? Amen. And we don't have the joy of the Lord a, a, amen, and we cannot enjoy, hallelujah, what God wants to do through our lives. Through, through our lives. So, so he deals with this, and I want to see the, the problem of the justice system, amen, and, and, and you know about burping a baby and the baby might spit up, and you know you got to shake the baby to sleep, you got to fondle the baby, you got to hold the baby, Babies and parent, babies and mothers, and you listen. A baby needs to be held. Are you getting this? Babes in Christ need to be held. Pastor, you didn't, you didn't hug me. You didn't speak to me. You didn't kiss me. You didn't hold me. Well, sometimes I come in here, I need to be held. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? Fact of the matter is, babies require a lot of attention, don't they? Aren't they on the clock? Don't they, if they don't eat at certain times, don't they cry? They can't change themselves? Are y'all praying with me? This is how troublesome 
a carnal Christian becomes. They become this troublesome. They need to be held. They need to be cradled. They need to be fed on time. They need to be burped. I still got three of y'all on my shoulder now. Yeah. And, 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 and God is saying, because you're not growing, spiritually, you are now requiring others to spend time with you when you should be doing for yourself. Are y'all listening to pastor this morning? Now, now check this out, check this out, check this out. And, 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 and listen, and, I, and I'll say this, I'm going to throw this out. Parents say, people that don't tithe do a lot of talking. It's hot in here. Is the air conditioning working? It would work if you give some money. You, you know, yeah, you give some money, it would work. <laughs> Take that one home. Well, what's wrong with the screens? The screen didn't come on this morning. You know, in the name of Jesus. Check this out. There's not only, yeah, clear your throat, brother, not only a problem. With the digestive system, there is a purifier of a design system, 10 to 23. Let's look at the text. Now, look what Paul says in, are you with me? He says in verse 6, I have planted Apollo's watered, but God is the one that gives the increase. He's talking about your gifts are conducive to growth. Your, his grace is conducive to growth. His glory of his word is conducive to growth. But God's got the last say-so. Whatever you are struggling with, you need to go back out the door knowing Jesus reserves the right to have the last say-so. Doctors can say what they want to say. Anybody else can say what they want to say, but Jesus, he's got the right to have the last say so. And he specializes because man's extremity is God's opportunity. He, ha he specializes in coming at the 11th hour to turn things around. That's why the Bible says, wait on the Lord. You don't know when he's coming. You don't know when God is going to release and bless you. You don't know how God is going to bless you. God may let things go so far that you have even lost hope. Then he'll walk in the door. I'm a witness in the name of Jesus and he'll start turning stuff around. Stuff you prayed about years ago. You don't even pray about them no more. God remembered the prayers. Can I get a witness? He's able to do far exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Mm. Check. Check this out. Check this planting out. Planting, planting, not pure for planting. Now he that planteth and he that water for one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now, most of your rewards at the beaming seat will be in heaven. Some of your rewards are going to be on earth. I'm pausing purposely. 
Listen to this. For we, verse 9, are laborers together with God. Preposition with. For ye are God's husbandry, you are God's building. Two, two, two different metaphors. He moves from agriculture to architect. But listen to this about laborers. I was saying this morning, this is why you need to read the whole Bible. In the book of Ezra, Ezra was a contemporary of Nehemiah, Daniel, and all of them. And as they were coming out of their Babylonian captivity, Ezra was told to go back, choose men, and rebuild the priesthood. You got this? So Ezra gathers all these Jewish men, and he's trying to rebuild the priesthood and found out that a lot of those men in captivity had intermarried with uncircumcised women. And Ezra got angry and tore his beard out. And for a Jew to pull his beard out, that's like a curse. He, he tore his beard out in frustration and anger. So Nehemiah was told by God to go back and rebuild the walls of the city. He did in 52 days. So Nehemiah chose all these men and found out that they too had intermarried with amen, reprehensible people. And Nehemiah said, I'm going to pull your beards out. I ain't pulling my beard out. I'm going to pull your beards out. Two different types of leadership in the economy of God. Moses, we're we're thirsty. We need water. Has God brought us out here to, to die? So Moses prays to God. God tells him to speak to the rock. He smit it. Speak to the rock. Water came gushing out of the rock. Those same people went up to Joshua after Moses died. We want water. Moses said, dig a well. (laughs) Two different types of leadership. Every pastor is not the same. Every leader is not the same. I'm a driver. I'm going to drive people to get the job done. Amen. I'm a good leader, but I'm a hard leader because I'm looking at the end product. We got to get this done. I don't forward unfaithful people, and I don't forward victims. Victims are people that keep looking at themselves and seeing all of this baggage. I don't know if I can do it. Bye. I ain't fooling you. Let me give somebody else. And you got victims in the church. You ain't going nowhere in life because you're not self-motivated. So we want to build you up to become self-motivated. Are you getting this? You don't want somebody carrying you all the time. You want to walk. You're not trying to come up with a vision. Amen. Listen, listen. Here's what I'm saying. What we try to do here, we mentor men and women to be strong in the Lord. And we understand all of those entanglements that we get into. We understand the difficulty of marriage and how much work it involves. We understand what it means to be single. I was single 13 years in Christ. It's, it's, It's a battle like anything else. 
but I keep saying something to you and y'all won't listen. It's better to be single and wish you were married than to be married and wish you... I'm preaching up in this place. I'm preaching up in this place. We're talking from experience. Ain't no white in, in, in shining armor. Ain't nobody coming over the hill on a white horse. That was a dog with a crooked foot. <laughs> you better look at life honestly and realistically. Life is short and full of trouble. In this life, there's going to be tribulations. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Whatever you're going to get in life, you got to work for it. You got to, listen, you got to sweat for it. You got to save for it. You got to plan for it. And if you're not willing to do that, you're not going to get it. Wake up and smell the coffee. Well, I'm praying for a nice-looking man that has money. <laughs> Here he comes. <sighs> Stop fantasizing. I want a Danzel. You ain't getting a Danzel. You gonna get somebody four foot four foot two <laughs> with bumps on their face? Just 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 get it together. It'll be all right. Stop fantasizing. See, we in a fog. Are y'all praying with me? We in a fog, man, because we will not accept reality. And what are you bringing to the table to demand all that? I want a beautiful woman with nice, pretty hair, nice complexion, nice job, educated, and here you are on welfare. <laughs> what, what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> Pastor loves you. It's tight, but it's, it's right. You're going to marry somebody with a bunch of issues. Baggage, come on now, duffel baggage. Are you getting me? Historical issues, fractured, messed up, smile, psycho, just whole thing. Let me, let me. Jesus. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in for landing. One day I asked a sister years ago, I said, so what do you want in a man? And her list, Bruce, she started here. When we got about to the 25th item, I said, this is Jesus. <laughs> I said, I said, you might as well die and go to glory, honey. This, this is Jesus. Where you going to find all this on earth? Lord have mercy. Look at Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Pastor loves you. For we are labors together with God. You are God's husbandry. You are God's 
buildings according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder. Now, here's the key. The whole key to, the whole key to today's sermon is your foundation. I have laid the foundation, and the foundation is always the person of Christ. Without me, you can do nothing. I keep telling you, he is the foundation. Not your 401, not, not your retirement plan, not your degrees. Now, Jesus is the foundation. Can I get a witness? He, it, look, 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 look. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. But let every man take heed how he builds. For other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, verse 11, which is Jesus Christ. One of the things we did yesterday with the people we were developing, I went all the way back 26 years to the vision. Now, now listen. When I first came here, I went, to, I went to Dr. Tony Evans Church 10 straight years, got all his information, got his manual. Tony and I are friends. He'll be here in November. Amen. Listen, went to E.K. Bailey, went to Moody about 15 straight years, went to, uh, we sent a contingency of people out to Rick Warren's church in California. We went to Charles Stanley's church two years. We got, we looked at his vision, looked at everything he has. We, we, brought, to, we brought stuff back here and we start working on it and putting this stuff together. I have already reached out in other major ministries to get what they had. Are you getting this? So that we could have a vision, but what makes our vision just a little different? Our vision says we will have a Bible-centric church on Jesus Christ. Once you see Bible centricity, it means anything in the Bible, we stay away from. Out the Bible, we don't fool with. Everything in the Bible is what we build this ministry on. Can I get a witness? Why? Because you need a vision and then a vehicle. You need a vision and a mission statement, then a vehicle. This is, and it's the vision that people follow. It's the vision that the pastor and the members follow. That when you give your money, it is for the exaltation of Jesus Christ. It is Bible centricity involved in his name. It's not Gordon's church. It's not your church. It's Jesus Christ's church. It's Jesus Christ's vision. It's Jesus Christ's foundation. That's the whole vision. So you say, well, I like to, when I die, I like to be stretched out and have people from New Orleans come up the aisle playing music and, or I need the people with the Egyptian hats sprinkling dust you'll find your butt out there on 322 they ain't coming up in here Eastern Star Western Star Northern Star Southern Star they ain't coming up in here doc and if you belong to more organizations, God bless you. I'm just turning the corner on rappers. You know, those gangster rappers, I used to say they're going to hell. They're demonic. And they were. My point to you is, everything we do is about him. 
That's why we're blessed. That's why when the demonic forces come after us, Jesus say no further. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. We got promises and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. You better learn how to talk to that devil. When that devil's in your home and on your kids, when that devil is in your mind, when that devil is in your emotions, you gotta stand. And having done all, stand. And you gotta speak that word. Can I get a witness? God said I have plans for you. Plans of good, not of evil, to bring you to a desired end. And we know, I don't know how, but we know that all things are working together for the good. Can I get a witness? You got to know this word. Lord, you said, can I get a witness? This Biblios. Can I get a witness? You got to know this word. Because when Satan comes, I'm going to tell you what's not going to stop him. Your song is not going to stop him. Huh? I've seen days. That ain't stopping him. Your hoop ain't going to stop him. Then God is able to keep you. Can I get a witness from some 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 sound like they dying of asthma? That ain't something secret. You gotta know that word. That word is a lamp unto my feet. That word is a light unto my path. That word is forever settled in heaven. Well, what did you say in your word? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. The Lord is my high tower. Be still and know that I'm God. Do I have a witness? You got to know that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. I, I gotta go, I gotta go, gotta go. We are co-laborers. Aren't we planting? And in order for God to plant, he gotta turn over soil. That means he gotta plow your life. Because the stuff that's in your life and my life, he can't plant a seed in. It's full of mess. So God has got to take that plow instrument and start throwing dirt all around your life so he can put the good seed in the ground. Can I get a witness? But check this out. In verse 12, as we close, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stone, good fruit, if you build bad fruit, wood, hay, and stubble, every man's work shall be manifest. That, in other words, 
fire is going to look at all your works and my works. And whatever burns up, you lose. But you yourself will still be saved. Look at the, pe- look at the text. Look at verse 13. Are you with me? For the day, what day, chapter 14 of Romans, the beam of seat of Christ is going to declare it. It shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. And if your work can abide and get through that fire, the fire of Jesus' word, you'll get a reward. But if your, if your work be burned up, verse 15, you'll suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Let me, let me, let me close out on this. I don't know if you ever heard of the Bema seat. It's like a graduation. We call it the judgment seat of Christ. We're in glory. We're glorified. We're shining like Jesus. We're standing at attention. And Jesus judges the entire church. In the military, when we had an inspection, all of us would stand at attention and the and, and, and officer would go step by step. He'd go, look, he'd go like this, and then he'd move in. And he'd look you up and down. Can I get a witness? Jesus is going to individually review everything in our lives since we've been saved. Not your sins. Your sins are forgiven. I'm talking about works. Are y'all with me? Thank God he ain't dealing with sins up there. Can I get a witness? Your sins were dealt at the cross. Can I get a witness? But now he's looking at works. Can I get a witness? He's looking at the motive for why you work. He's looking at your works, what sort it is. And and listen, here's what he's going to do. When he walks up and says, Raymond Maurice Gordon, pastor of St. Matthew's, uh, uh, here's your report. This burns up. You didn't do it right motive. This burns up. You didn't do it the right way. But you get rewarded for this. You've been faithful in this. You've been, you, you, you've been diligent in this. So therefore, here's your reward. So I get my reward from the Lord. Now, I don't have time to deal with this, but there's another text I'm going to come back to that says, based on your rewards, it determines your position in heaven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Based on your reward, it determines who you are and what position you got in glory. Some commentators even say that if your rewards are of such magnitude, and I don't know if I believe this, I'm still studying it out. Some commentators even say that when you die and go to glory, there will be a reception at the gate for your great work in his name. Now, I'm going to come back to that. It's it's in Hebrews. I'm going to come back to that. But listen to this. So each of us are going to answer for what we did and what we didn't do. Are you getting me? And then whatever Jesus gave you is a reward. Not, not, Not a diadem, amen, but a victory crown. You put it on your head in glory. Can I get a witness? Then when he's finished judging the whole church, Jesus in all of his glory steps back 
and the church looks at him with tears in their eyes, they realize that if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have got to heaven in the first place. They would have not, never got a reward in the first place. So the church will take off their crowns and lay them at his feet. I'm preaching now, Doc. You better have something to lay at his feet. Can I get a witness? It's like getting up on Christmas morning saying, Merry Christmas, you ain't got no present. Because all that he's done for you, how he snatched you out of hell, how he watched over your children, how he blessed you when he should have cursed you, how he kept you and your kids alive, how he planted your feet on a solid ground. He deserves all the glory, all the honor, all the adoration. Lord, let me give you what I got because I don't deserve it anyhow. I need to lay it at your feet because you're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Say yeah. He's worthy to be praised. Stay on your feet. Milk, meat, Madness. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you need to be saved, you need to get saved. Raise your hand if you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. He's God's only begotten Son. He died for your sins. He was buried. He rose with all power in His hands. You must believe and receive. Is there one? Be honest. Just raise your hand. I want to give my life to Christ. Or perhaps you ought to say you want to join the Church of Christian Experience. Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that we are not worthy of anything. Thank you for wanting us to change our digestive system. God, we don't want to be miserable in the Lord because we got too much world and miserable in the world because we got too much Lord. Help us to grow spiritually. Help us to eat meat and not just milk. Help us to discern truth and walk by light. And we thank you for Jesus, the author, finisher, and sustainer of our faith. And now, Lord, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and sweet communion of the blessed Holy Spirit rest on the Bible with each of us, both now and forevermore in the church, say, Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, so what are you having for dinner?